Five years ago, the Niagara-on-the-Lake-based thrash metal band Ziggurat broke up. Their drummer was dead in an angel attack, and their lead vocalist was joining the CAF to fight the invasion of heaven. Suzanne Caputo was hailed as a hometown hero for approximately eight months before the next batch of heroes joined Hades and the people forgot about her. She was old enough, just barely, to notice how young the new recruits were. As Persephone, Caputo was awarded the Victoria Cross for her service in the collapse of Penticton and the Cross of Valor for averting the total condemnation of Charlatan, and was nominated for a civil order of merit for the same. Hades Unit 3 returned from their missions broken, exhausted, and demoralized, but under Persephone, they always returned. Until Calixtus III and the Kingston incident. Now, following a message that only said, meet me in the lab, she drifts into the ruined Kingston Penitentiary, singing only to keep her hymnal unit active. She has not slept, nor she eaten, and her hymnal's display is blurry. The obsidian mirrors hovering on air around her flash, and slowly the air clears. She hates singing now. As soon as it is safe to breathe the air, she stops and settles into a long abandoned chair in front of a computer. She doesn't know what she'll find. All she knows is that she has nothing left to sacrifice for a war that won't end unless she finds a way to end it. Solomon City is on edge. Despite a near total media blackout, it's not hard for word to spread in the city. Hell has fallen. The military base that defended the city belongs to the enemy now, after a day of heavy civilian casualties on Center Bridge. The places Marcosia's team used to eat, sleep, and train are now completely shrouded in rainbow fog and drenched in poison. Around the old hell base, angel warning sirens blare 24-7. Angelic presence detected. At the interim hell base, there is somehow celebration. Ada and Callista have managed to get their systems online again, meaning hymnal units can go into the field with full support from the command center. Elena is awake more often than not, and the doctors have confirmed that Haas is expected to make a full recovery, though they have sternly advised him to quit smoking. Bibi is hard at work on the behemoth data and the surveillance footage from the Kingston incident. Dr. Fusk has just finished a one-of-a-kind hymnal unit that he managed to save from his old lab. Commander McKay is wondering what to do about the quiet, pleasant sergeant from Ottawa and his missing operative. And I think we're going to start with Marcosia's team, gathered in a briefing room, for some important introductions. I think Mia doesn't say anything. I think she just tells the kids where to be and when. And lets them sort of figure it out a little bit as they enter the the briefing room while Mia's just waiting with a new staff dossier to go with the rest of them. And uh, as the kids filter in and start sitting down, I'm obviously the they're bound to notice the uh, additional head in the room that was not there before. And Mia just kind of clears her throat as people are coming in and beginning to pick up on it. <clears throat> All right, lovely 
we have all of you here now. And I do mean all of you. So, news, we are now gaining a new member on our lovely team here. If you'd be so kind as to introduce yourself, if you feel like doing me the favor. And Mia just holds her hand out with the dossier still in it. When the two other kids come in, they see Scarlet sitting, you know, in one of the chairs, feet up uh, on the desk. She's chewing bubble gum. And once Lieutenant Mia uh, asks her to introduce herself, she looks over to uh, Lillian and Flannery, blows a very slow bubble, really letting it inflate all the way until it bursts and goes, Sup, I'm Scarlet. Uh, Lin Lin. There's a small wave and then just looking back down. She nods. She does like the up nod. Yeah, I think as, as Flannery comes in with Lin Lin, before Mia says anything, I think she's a little confused as to why this other teenager is here, why their feet are up, why they're blowing bubblegum. Her first thought is, okay, is this like someone from another team or are we we doing some like cross team action? And then as soon as Mia says that this is a new team member, she's even less sure of what to think. (laughs) That said, she kind of respects the energy a little bit. Yeah. I think, like, she's not necessarily put off by it, but she is still confused. Now, obviously, with Baker's sudden removal from the program, we were shy the minimum headcount. I can't take just two of you into the field, and McKay was well aware of that and found it, well, found it necessary to get us up and running with a full team as quickly as possible. So Fontaine, Young, this is, of course, Scarlet, Miss Morse, and Mia walks up towards the front and picks up Scarlet's legs off the desk and then pulls them aside. I'm sure we'll all get along very, very well. I think Flannery will come forward at that and uh, and extend a hand to Scarlet and say, uh, hi, yeah, uh, my name's uh, Flannery Fontaine. It's nice to meet you, Scarlet. Nice to meet you. And then I think as Flannery goes for a handshake, Scarlet kind of daps you up a bit. Oh. <laughs> she just like kind of slaps your hand, takes just like your fingers and like balls them into fists into each other and kind of pulls you closer and is like, nice to meet you. Oh, well, uh, all right. Hey, yeah. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Yeah. Is that just how you normally greet people? Oh, no. The children have never met anyone cool before. <laughs> 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 they don't know how to handle it. Uh, I mean, sometimes, I guess. Depends. Depends on... The vibe. Okay, so what's the vibe here? What's the vibe? I mean, I don't know. You tell me, I guess, you know, I'm chilling. Great. So what's the next task? Looking over to Mia. Uh, oh boy. Mia's thumbing through the dossier a little bit further. She's already read it probably a dozen times at this point, but still is trying to basically rework everything that she had done to try and grasp 
the synergy of the uh, hymnals of the existing three and now adding Scarlet the roster. Um, uh, I guess drills, we're going to have to do some combat exercises. I need to make sure that you guys aren't going to be stepping on each other's toes. Once we're actually in the field, we need to develop, well, better awareness now that we have a new and, well, unfamiliar person joining us. No offense meant Scarlet. I'm sure you're perfectly capable, but we want to make sure that you guys, we want to make sure that all the hurting is them, not us. So I figure we can get out and start getting into some drills, um, practice, pseudo life combat exercises, that kind of stuff. If they have all of the resources I need to do that, I haven't actually asked yet. Dope. Sounds good to me. Uh, Scarlet, I understand that, well, from reading your documentation here, that you are primarily, well, you can tell me really what you feel you're best suited at, but based on your hymnal typing, I'm going to assume, much like myself, you're going to prefer being a little bit more hands-on. You don't have to worry about me. I can handle myself. Up close, far, doesn't really matter. Well, you know, I just try to have fun with it. Fun. Yes. Well, we're hoping for a little bit more than handling yourself. This is, of course, a team after all. So, but I appreciate the uh, confidence at the very least. Let's hope it's not uh, misplaced. I think we've got a, I think we've got, as usual, we've got a phone call for Mia. Of course. This mm-hmm. is uh, lovely. Okay. Uh, grabs the phone immediately. Hello. Calista. So we're, I guess we don't really have a bridge for you all to report to, but the commander does want to see you. All right. Uh, yes. We'll be there as soon as possible. Oh, and you have very stern orders to report to the medical bay. I can do that. Perfect. Okay, I will see you all when you get to the improvised command center. All right, everyone, we've got stuff to do. Let's go. They need us. All right, yeah, let's go. And as Flannery gets up, she'll shoot Linlin a kind of like uncertain glance back between Linlin to Scarlet and then back to Linlin. Like, what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, Linlin's eyebrows have been like furrowed for the past couple minutes. She's not in the like most easy state. <laughs> so, the long and short of it is that. You are being asked to return to the base, the base proper, for a couple reasons. The first is to verify the destruction of the server room, which was shot with the Damocles cannon to prevent any information from falling into enemy hands. The second is, if possible, the recovery of the prototype redemption engine from Dr. Fusk's old lab. This is not a combat mission unless you really badly want it to be. That is to say there are no civilians on scene. There are no civilians in the area. Strictly tactics. You've got some time before you set up though. After the briefing, Mia kind of pulls the kids aside and says, okay, I have to go make it down to the medical wing briefly. In the meantime, if you all could go ahead and begin getting ready, suit up, get everything you need, and preferably, if possible, since we didn't get the opportunity to do any of what I had hoped, discuss amongst yourselves a little bit about what you're capable of so that you at least understand 
how you utilize your hymnals. I'd really prefer not to let this be a just figure it out situation. So please, I need you to have at least a little bit of awareness about what you're capable of and what your, well, comrades are capable of. I'll go over it with you all on the flight there, but I have to go take care of something. So I'll meet you back in a little bit. So, I guess, what's your deal? What do you mean? You know, the thing that, um, Tally was just talking about, the, uh, what can you do on the field? Oh! I hit things. Huh. Great, yeah, I hit things too. Good to know. I think we're all pretty good at hitting things. Well, look at that. There we go. We hit things. They get destroyed. We win. I'm, I guess I'm curious, like, what do you hit things with? I have oh. flame sword. I punch them. Punching's cool. Punching's cool. Yeah. I cut things. Sword. Nice. Oh, no. More of a scythe. That's okay. No, that's badass. Not dope. Scythe. She's, she's really good with it, too. She she sliced a whole speedboat in half once. What? I think all of us have done that. Uh, no. I, I, have I haven't done seen that. it very often, Lin Lin, let me tell you. Yeah, no, whoa, that's sick. Uh, thanks. Uh, I mean, you, you should see Mia. Um, yeah, the number of speedboats she's destroyed is immaculate. Yeah, talking about people who punch stuff, jeez. She, old tight-ass punches things? Yeah, like if you're a both lot. if you're both punchy hymnals, I feel like you you both are really gonna team up well on the battlefield, huh. and hopefully not get into each other's way. Well, if teacher's as good as she said she is, probably won't. Maybe I guess we'll see. I don't look. I'm gonna be honest. Um, my last team we didn't really do the whole strategy thing, you know? You really should. Well, Yeah, it's been working pretty well for us so far. Has it? As much as anything works really well under the circumstances, question mark? I guess. Nobody on our team's gotten seriously hurt. Scarlet kind of just looks at Lin Lin a little pointedly at that. All right. And then just looks away. I mean, these things work, all right? Hey, no. It, whatever works for you works. But, you know, I um, I think I'm just going to stick with vibes for right now. We'll see how it goes. So can I rely on your vibes to back me up? Do you have a problem with me? <gasps> I don't have a problem with you. <gasps> uh-huh. I think that's what Flannery's doing in the background. <laughs> Because you've been acting real weird. Weird? You're at a military base and you greeted people with SUP. And? When did SUP stop are, are being a good me? greeting? Did you understand what I was saying? No, I I get what you were saying. And there you go. I mean, I thought it was kind of refreshing, but yeah, I, I was like surprised. Like, I thought you'd get in trouble for doing something like that. It's not about trouble. It's just that like, this is not a 
you know, not the most casual place right now. You know why we're at this base, right? Yeah, because people are dying. So can I rely on you to make sure that doesn't happen more? I've done my job till now. That's all I'm asking. Look, all right, if you want to do this, you're going to have to get the stick out of your ass, all right? Every single uh -huh. time we go out there, we might not come back. And I'm not about to start spinning my life saying, hello, officer, when I might be dead in 20 minutes, all right? Now get off my ass. And if you do your job, I'll do mine. <sighs> Can't ask for anything more. All right. All right. The beautiful children. How beautiful. We love them. <laughs> they're all best friends. <laughs> they love each other. <laughs> they love each other and they're best friends. Lennon misses <laughs> baby so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when you arrive at the medical wing, you see the entire staff. Well, the entire support staff is there. Oh. Callista has her laptop set up on the table nearby and is on her work cell. Okay. Beside her, there is a veritable mountain of assorted baked goods. Many, many more than last time you saw her. It's starting to reach some kind of critical mass. There are so many. Oh my goodness. There are so many. She is working next to Haas. Um, Ada is present. I don't know what Ada's up to, but... Yeah, I think Ada's probably doing some kind of similar work. Until the point when you walk in, she looks engrossed in something on her own laptop. You can see at her workstation, she doesn't have any of her trademark anime figures, unfortunately. But you see a few inkjet printed images of various anime girls pasted to the wall behind the <laughs> laptop. As well as an inkjet printed picture of the support staff together the last time they all went out together. Aww. Calista looks up. There you are, Lieutenant. And she gives a enough of a joking salute that you can pretty much tell by this point. It wasn't an official order. But she does turn around and pick out, I'm going to say like a blueberry tart. I think she has like blueberry cheese tarts somewhere in her pile of baking. Are you hungry? Um, you know what? Sure. Why not? Thank you. There you oh, go. Oh, thank goodness. We need to get rid of some more of these. Yeah, hey. otherwise I probably would have said no. I say that with all the love in the world, Callista. They're delicious. Hmm. We have so many. Well, I've been stressed. Entirely fair. You, Yeah, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to joke. You know, that's what... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she goes back to typing. And Elena is sitting upright in bed. She's got a book in her lap. Every so often, she kind of reaches toward a laptop that's near her and gets swatted by Callista. <laughs> Hi. <clears throat> I think Mia goes over and actually takes the laptop and, like, hands it to Haas and then sits down <laughs> next to her. Oh, it's... Mm, I know. Not supposed to work. I mean... How are you? I'm glad you're okay. I was worried. I'm fine. Mm. You know. Always am. Mm. I mean, you know how much of a beating I can take. 
Yeah, well, you were about to go into the lake when we had to leave. Or at least that's the last thing I remember. Well, you know, worse things, I guess. You know, opportunity to practice my swimming, I guess. Are... are the kids okay? They're fine. Well, I guess it depends on what you would call fine. Things are probably going to get worse before they get better, but... Mm. We're making the most of it. I'm not sure that they're ready to pick up and suddenly... I mean, we lost... Baker. Not lost, but... Yeah. It's just... No. Not a great time to suddenly have them dealing with anything else on top of this. Yeah. Yeah. I looked over the reports. It was a bad one. I... I wanted to apologize to you guys and the kids. No, no. Why? No, we... Well... If we'd been more on top of things, maybe things would have gone better at the bridge. We let the chaos get to us. Right, guys? And Callista kind of shrugs. Ada doesn't really say anything at that. She's quite quiet. I think the only thing she says after a moment is, Elena, I told you, don't beat yourself up about it. Uh, Maybe. Mia grabs her hand and Uh, says, Listen, it's our job to deal with the chaos out there. You're not supposed to be up close to it. No one could expect any of you to deal with that. That's what we're for. We stand toe-to-toe with that chaos so that you don't have to. That way you can tell me how to not get myself killed. That's that's the deal. <laughs> or try, at least. They're not supposed to bring the fight to you. They're supposed to bring it to me first. Oh. All right, but no going into the lake. I'll avoid the lake. Avoid the lake. I swear. Okay, it's... Uh, Maybe I'm just dumb because I haven't been working. They won't let me. Well, I'm sure there will be plenty of work for you to do really soon. (laughs) And Mia looks over her shoulder to Callista They're sending me and the kids back to the base. Mm. Oh, dear. Oh, already? They need us to secure the redemption engine. Yeah. I guess it makes sense, but... Mm -hmm. God, there's just... There's so much that happened there, and there's so much that's probably still happening there. Hmm. Careful in the command center. She kind of, she doesn't actually rub her head. I don't think she can touch it quite yet, but she does lift a hand to her scalp. Just like, there's things falling. I'll keep an eye up. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not as bad as last time. I'm going to be okay. Good. Doctor says I'm going to be out of commission for a while, but, uh, that I should... Mostly recover. Well, you know, you'll have plenty to do convincing, you know, the brass to keep me on, you know. (laughs) I know the base is in rough shape, but, you know, with me going in, it's only going to be worse when I walk back out. 
<laughs> well, we were able to get you another speedboat that time. And Chris was like, yeah, we got her, we got her a speedboat. We can, we can keep her on staff probably. Yeah, we got, we got rid of the, well, we didn't get rid of the speedboat ban. But we did circumvent it. We can probably keep you on board, yeah. There isn't anyone else I'd rather have in my corner. <laughs> All right. Sounds like you have a copter to catch. And hopefully prevent these children from eating each other. Oh, I heard about that too. Uh, yeah, um, she's from Gamigan, isn't she? Mm-hmm. I read her profile. It's interesting to say the least, but she seems capable. I'm hoping that when push comes to shove, she'll be worth her weight. All I can do mm. is be optimistic at this point. I, I will say from having communicated with them, I know she's more than capable and not exactly polite over comms, but she went through a lot losing the members of her team, I'm sure. So keep that in mind, I guess, when dealing with her. Like, she'll push back hard, but like, like everybody, she's been through a lot too, especially recently. I do actually appreciate the honest advice. I will keep it in mind as best as, you know, I can. I'm not exactly the most accommodating most of the time. I'm working on it. <laughs> I guess it. I will say if there's anyone who has a, a good chance of busting up everything in there, at least partly, it's probably going to be the two of you combined. Ooh, yeah, that's... um. I'm dancing on a razor's edge between confidence and fear on that particular note. Understandable impulse and a good one to have. All right. Oh, um, since we do have entirely too many tarts and Callista shrugs, maybe you could bring some sweets for the kids? I thought you might ask. I'll grab a bag. <laughs> and great. while Mia's doing so, she passes by Haas and puts a hand on his shoulder and just squeezes it a little bit. And as she's filling things up, just says, you look after her, okay? And then grabs the bags and heads out. And the next time we see our protagonists, our heroes, Marcosia's team, they're in a helicopter. They're in a helicopter on its way over Solomon City to go back to the hell base. And very briefly, just a little, little itty bitty bit. What's it like in the helicopter? You have snacks. <laughs> I think they're not getting eaten just at the moment. <laughs> what, wait, what kind of snacks? <laughs> um, assorted tarts and cookies. <laughs> Scarlet will have a cookie. I think Lunan will also have a cookie. She needs something to do with her head and hands. Flannery is not eating? What? Yeah, Flannery normally would, but I think that this whole situation is still a little weird. And she's just kind of like got her hands in her lap and not sure what to do with herself. Mm. There's a small moment after seeing Scarlet take a cookie of wondering if like 
if Leland doesn't take the cookie, then Scarlet will be alone eating the cookie. And it's just thinking about that message of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna single you out. But then it's just really upset by the idea of singling anybody out and joins in. Linlin <laughs> is such a team player. Mm. <laughs> this is why my favorite horrible child. So I'm gonna just do, do, did it do, because this map is going to be much like the uh, combat in Gaylord. It is going to be a little bit free form. I have some numbers. But um, you can just kind of go completely ham. Um, this is the main building of the Hell Compound as viewed from the air through a thick haze of rainbow-colored neurotoxin. You can see mostly first and fifth chorus angels wandering around. The first chorus look like hovering crystals, just bobbing placidly on midair. And of course, the fifth chorus angels look like little dumplings, little white pearl-shaped blobs. But on occasion, you can also spot a fourth chorus brute, an enormous bipedal hulk made of jagged crystal. They pace around the main building like they own the place. You can also see from the sky that the building is marred by a long black streak a burn mark. So here's how this is going to go. In order to enter a doorway, I'm going to ask you to kill three angels. Okay. All right. One of them's got to be fourth chorus. That's pretty much it. And the fourth chorus are the big boys? They are the big boys. But as to where their placement are, you can just assume that there are any in places that would be cool or convenient for you. Question. So, with the amount of condemnation, we will be taking damage, right? Unless something can be done about the condemnation, yes. Every time okay. it is my turn, everyone will take a damage. Mm. A singular damage? Yes. Okay, cool. The only ability I have to do that is only 10% a turn. Well, there is the engine. Yeah, if we can get to it first. Mm. Before we die... Please don't die, that is. I also hope we don't. Do we know roughly where it's supposed to be? Yes. The south wing of the main hell building is where Dr. Fusk's lab and lab annex are. Mm. Well, with that being said, then, I think as we're circling in at overhead, Mia's going to take the opportunity to give, hopefully, <laughs> good orders. <laughs> All right, there's not going to be any way we get out of this without scrapping with them a little bit, but I'd like to avoid getting into open combat right off the bat. Every moment we're down there is going to be harmful. If we can find the engine and activate it, if it's still functional, it'll put us in a more advantageous position if we're going to fight our way back out later. I'm just going to ask you all to try and at least keep it together and avoid outright combat until we can locate it. If it goes bad, it goes bad and we fight back. But just at least give us a little bit all right, guys? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, for sure. I'm not exactly asking for stealth here, but let's try to avoid outright fights as long as we can. Do we have any idea where it could be? Or we're just going to have to just wander around down there? It'll be in the annex, likely in Fusk's lab or somewhere nearby. We'll try to get there as quickly as possible and... 
hope there isn't too much between us and it. Before we head in there, do we know roughly what it looks like? You spoke to Dr. Fusk about it before. You spoke to him about a large thing that was, he said there, there, there was enough connected to it that it was difficult to move. So presumably it's quite large. It seems to be connected to a lot of things. It's it's probably got some kind of fan or other air processing accoutrements in it. Gotcha. So whatever it is, it'll probably be fairly visible. Yeah. You know enough to make educated guesses. After all that, Mia makes a point of looking to Scarlet and says, Miss Morse, can I trust you to at least follow my orders for the little bit until things become an outright brawl? As long as they make sense. Do those orders make sense to you, then? She nods. That's good enough for now. All right. I've placed you all on the the roof of the medical complex. The grounds are swarming with just angelic foot soldiers. Nothing sentient in sight. You can see the quad. You can see the courtyard. Place per- I can easily imagine Flannery just sprawled on the grass daydreaming. The entrance to the lab is south of you. One of the entrances to the lab. Place I can see Lindlin peeking in through a window. Maybe trying to work up the courage to ask what's going on in there. The mess hall where Scarlet used to eat with the rest of Gamigan team is to the south. Perfectly intact. Hasn't been damaged or anything. But these angels are floating around like they own the place. And it used to be Scarlet did. Are they mostly sticking to the ground or are there some that are up on the roofs of buildings as well? No, they're on the ground. Okay. Well, I guess Mia's going to lead by example and try to navigate the rooftops of the, the base and try to get above where Fusk's lab is. Okay. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Is anybody following Mia? Do you have your own approaches? Is there anything you all want to do? Um, I think I would like to follow Mia for now because that's basically what I was thinking of doing anyway. Kat, I don't like how you're trying to tempt me into being <laughs> a bad child. <laughs> I, first of all, I don't need to tempt you into being a bad child. And second of all, I'm not trying that hard. Hmm. Yeah, no, not yet. I follow, but I am counting how many of them there are and doing the math in my head, how many I could take out. Yeah. Leland is keeping an eye on Scarlet and then taking just long, deep breaths. There is a lot going on right now. <laughs> yeah. I think if Scarlet ever like catches like Lemon like keeping an eye on her, <laughs> she'll wink every time <laughs> they catch eyes. As soon as that happens, Lemon will just immediately look away and just pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> so you've all taken a movement. Does anybody have any actions they would like to do? Mia looks around at the kids and says, all right. Hold tight. I'm going to open us a door. And is going to retrieve her club. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you would say. And I am just going to make a nice big entrance in the roof of the building where we are for the four of us to just fall down. Very cool action movie style in an explosion and a falling debris. (laughs) Sure. I suppose I should probably ask for a volume roll for that. I can do that. 
You're doing a big old smash. Still strange that it's not Mia's strong stat, but... It is strange. Uh, that's a five and a... Th or four and a three. Oop. Four means there's a success with consequences. And I know exactly what those consequences are. No. I don't like that. No, that's valid. <laughs> you shouldn't like that. But there is a big hole in the roof now. And you just kind of make a big old hole and jump on in. I think Mia like slams the head of the Kanabo like straight down and just there's an explosion of pink energy and the four of us just fall in the rubble. Okay. Linlin, Scarlet, you find mm -hmm. yourself in Lab Complex C, the portion where most of the hymnal engineering took place. You can see the equipment that Dr. Fusk used to use to manufacture or to repair or to upgrade hymnals. And you also see what looks true to its name, like a large engine, like an engine block taken out of a car sitting on the ground in front of you. It has flexible foil covered, basically duct work attached with duct tape, clumsily attaching it to the vent systems venting outside. It was clearly a rush job to set up. Flannery, you land pretty much directly in the doorway between Lab Complex A and Lab Complex B. Lab Complex B was primarily where the research work took place. It's mostly computers. And you land in a heap of rubble and you can hear the others descend, but between the condemnation and the debris, it's hard to see in here. Mia, you land and immediately startle the ever-living bejesus out of somebody. Hey, wait, that doesn't make sense. Mm. Oh. You see a familiar, somewhat short figure <gasps> with a smooth-faced mask and a long plume of rainbow energy trailing from the back of their head. They had been sitting at one of the computers, but leapt to their feet as soon as all of this occurred. Oh, boy. Um, Cat, please, I'm pretty sure I know that this is the one that I it's, want to talk to, but please confirm for Julius. me. Yeah, I thought it was Julius. Yeah, it's Julius too. Thank goodness. You said short and I was like, Julius I'm pretty too sure. Julius is much, yeah, much littler than Calixtus, who is very big. Mia is instinctually like raises her Kanabo <laughs> and then realizes that it's Julius and then looks around for the kids. And does she have line of sight on Flannery at least, or? Yes. Okay. You can see the glow of Sunrise Vixen through the debris. You know that Flannery is quite close to you. Actually, Flannery is, I don't know, Flannery's still in your far range. Like you could throw something at Flannery and hit her, but. Okay. Yeah, like I can probably see like whatever pink energy is still arcing yeah. off Mia and that's about it from where I am. You know maybe. where you know where Mia is and you can also see where Scarlet and Lin-Lin are. Okay. Okay, um, I think Mia, yeah, places the Kanabo down and just tries to put herself between Flannery and Julius and puts both of her hands up in front of her. Oh, 
This is unexpected. Yes, it is. Welcome to your lab. Welcome to my lab. And Mia looks uh, again to make sure that there's no more uh, angels or Nephilim. <laughs> just like nope. deeply concerned. No. Nope. Julius is just alone in the lab. Last time I saw you, your big friend was around and that didn't go so well for us. Well, Calixtus is around. I don't know where exactly they are, but they haven't been in the lab often. Well, let's keep it that way for now. Last I saw them, they were aboard Leviathan. Where? Uh, the, um, lake? They're still there. Okay. What is your deal? I'm sorry, I just can't really do this bullshit anymore. I need a clean, straight answer. Oh, I've forgotten a lot of my deal since becoming, um, this. Uh, my apologies for that. I... Calixtus and I, and the late Alexander, were attempting to put an end to the hymnal program. For what I now realize are varying reasons. Calixtus and Alexander were hoping to remove the last hope of humanity, as they put it. I was, I think I was someone who worked with them. I don't know why I think that. But this can't keep happening. This. Right? What's this? What do you mean, what's this? This can't keep happening? I am, and they look down, aware of what Calixtus did when they were here. And I told you, I don't like fighting children. It's not right that they have to. So, I have been acting somewhat independently of Calixtus and Alexander. Yeah, and at this point, uh, Scarlet, Linlin, and definitely Flannery can hear voices from Lab Complex B. And all three of you know whose voice this is. All three of us? Yeah. Because Julius has had similar conversations with Sophia. <sighs> Why did you do this to me, Kat? <laughs> Don't make me fight a child. <laughs> I dare you. You don't, you don't want to do that. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? Just kidding, I know what I've done. So, so for us, there is a, I, 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 there's something I forgot to mention about mm -hmm. visions of body being burned. Yes. Upon the shoulder pauldrons of this hymnal are, it's kind of got like a built-in speaker system that yeah. pulsates at a steady rhythm. Yeah, um, it does. A deep, deep bass. And also, whenever Scarlet uses a power, a voice comes over the speaker that says the name of the move. I love that. That's yes. extremely good. I'm and very in favor of it. Love what you're setting up, please. And so... As soon as Scarlet recognizes this voice, 
everyone through the thick cloud of condemnation can hear the booming voice over the speakers go, This one's mine! As they go racing through the, <laughs> the cloud of condemnation, huge metallic fist punches them dead in those faceless mouths. <laughs> well, the rule is still there. Despite being startled, Julius grabs their sword and with the precision they can be recognized for, I think by this point, I'm going to say sidesteps the fist and counter punches with the basket hilt of this long sword Mm -hmm. issues a hit. We're going to say to the diaphragm for two harm. Okay. Just a, a dodge and a counter. Uh, I, I, I need to do something about this. I cannot let this happen in front of me. Um, Leland's definitely just immediately chasing after because she's just just wondering, is uh, was this the same one on the boat that like yes. Leland tried to drown? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You also have a history of trying to murder Julius while Mia's trying to have a conversation. <sighs> Yes. Also, I wanted to check movement wise because Scarlet was just able to move just now. Oh, like, do we get uh, a sorry. still the for the power? Dar- oh, sorry. The power daring descent also lets you just drop in close to an enemy mm-hmm. and deal damage to them. Oh, okay. It's part of the power. Gotcha, gotcha. Because <laughs> otherwise, I was gonna move in closer, but uh, I'll wait. Yeah. There's been enough time that I'm completely comfortable giving you all a movement. If you're all comfortable taking a damage from condemnation, I'm doing resolute song, so I take one less damage, so I take no damage. Okay. I'll use a love song and give a shield onto Flannery because she's the one she has left. Aw. Aw. And I, I think um, as she's like chasing Scarlet, because um, like Scarlet uses a daring descent. Yes. Okay. It's almost like Linlin uses her own daring descent to chase and like raise the scythe up and then like takes every fiber of her body just to hold it back <laughs> and just take a big sigh again. Just a lot of breathing right now. Mia's also singing a resolute song, so this is going to be a weird pseudo-duet as I square off with this child. Um, (laughs) I'm going to shove Julius out of the way, put a hand up to Scarlet, and just the the booming bass of Visions uh, filling the room is cut by the just gritty distortion of Turnstile as... Mia just turns up the, I guess, just volume on the the hymnal for a brief second and just shouts, Stand down. Do you know what that thing is? I am aware of what that thing is, and it is intel, so you're going to back down. Can you stop making sense? Mia's going to swing. I don't care. I swing too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do insubordination in such a high-stakes situation. Can, hang am I able to intervene at all in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of things have happened at once, but the most immediate thing that seems to be happening is that Mia and Scarlet are about to attack each other. Yeah. So the, the closest thing she can do, I think, is quickly whip out her sword and try to pull Scarlet back away from Mia. Okay. How in the heck? There's no rules for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no rules for this. Let's see. Yeah, because I guess that's just my action for the turn. I don't have a power that goes with it. No, you know what? I think what we're going to do is we're going to say, Scarlet, does Flannery successfully stop you from attacking your CO? 
I think the better question is, does Mia hit me first? There's a fourth person that you didn't ask. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I think what's happening along the way is that out of fear remembering what happened last time, she's going to turn around her scythe so the, the actual blade is against her own body and almost like prod or poke Mia a little bit back with the butt of the scythe. Hmm. Okay. So we're both on opposite ends of this conflict trying to get them apart, basically. Does the simultaneous intervention of Linlin and Flannery stop Mia and Scarlet from fighting? It doesn't stop me from swinging. <laughs> I'm going to okay. put a hole in something if I've been moved and I'm no longer hitting someone who's prepared to be hit. Uh, yeah, there's just going to be a hole in the wall or floor now. Yeah. I think that is exactly what happens. Mia gets nudged out of the way, Scarlet gets pulled out of the way, and a crater gets put in the concrete floor of Lab Complex B. Yeah, I, I think um, after like Loon's poke, she because like the reach of the pole arm, she can almost use it to like guide the fist down at least a little bit instead of forward, and the ground just shatters. Yeah, and I, I'd be curious as to what happens when Flannery pulls back on Scarlet. Basically, the sword would wrap around like your mid torso and pull straight back um, or straight to the side, I think, given the positioning here. Yeah, I think what happened was Scarlet was using vibe check. And so it changed the fist into as like as uh, kind of the more compact version that Mia had seen earlier. And because of like getting pulled, Scarlet's aim is just off. And so the sonic blast like passes by Mia's head and like hits the wall behind her. But, like, Scarlet still stays and, like, stands ready to fire off another one. Okay. Also, the speaker plays vibe, says vibe check when that happens. <laughs> well, hang on, no, no vibe checks, no, what, what are you? The combination. Hold on, did we forget There's what, what those things are? Cool, cool up, cool up. You need to remove your personal feelings from this now, or I will remove you. They are our enemy. You they don't understand anything. I don't understand. I don't watch people die to these We people. all have. Then you should know that if you go in against them recklessly, that's a good way to get yourself killed. I wouldn't be going against them recklessly by myself if our lieutenant wasn't protecting one of them. I don't have to explain myself to you. This is valuable information. I don't need to explain to you my choices. You need to respect that. Oh, shit. As far as I can tell, you're just another one of them protecting them. Maybe you've been making them. That's not true. You haven't seen what we've experienced. You haven't seen what I've experienced. Mia turns around and looks at Julius and says, That's it. You need to say something. Give me anything. I... She's not wrong. Look, this is what I wanted to show you. And Julius doesn't use any of the computers in here, but another one that seems to have been added. It's, I hesitate to say a laptop. It's kind of old. It's kind of archaic. It's beat up. Much larger than you'd expect it to be, but it seems to work. And what they start scrolling through, and they explain this kind of hurriedly because they realize not everyone can see the screen. This is experimental data. This is experimental data gathered from Niagara on the Lake, from Kingston, from the ferry 
from any time a Nephilim has met a hymnal in combat. Don't you under, this isn't a war, this is a weapons test. That's what I've been trying to say. I didn't find this data until recently, but now it makes sense to me. Okay. Um, yeah, Mia is still standing, like, between the kids and Julius. And after this hurried explanation gets through, she says, Now, I don't know what that exactly means, but I understand that there's something bigger than us going on. So I'm more interested in learning about it than just squashing our leads. As far as I can tell, we were created as artificially as anything else in this lab. Not this lab, but the other one, the old one. Why, I don't know, or I can't remember, or I don't know why I can't remember. But I found this. Here's impact data from what happened to Alexander on the bridge. Here's data about what you did to me on the ferry. Lin then just looks away at that moment. <laughs> data from the pier. Flannery's the one who looks away at that, remembering what happened to Baby at the pier. I mean, man, I don't know if Mia can bring the, the tension down. Um, Mia wants to know if this is hell or if this is someone else. So she just wants to look at the data to see if there's any indication of this is us. Like, is are we doing this? So you are able to recognize that although this data doesn't have a letterhead on it or any identifying markings, you can see things like pressure readouts from the hymnal units that you're pretty sure only Hell has access to. Oh, man. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, shit. <clears throat> uh, Mia backs up. I need that generator on someone. Get hands on that. I don't care who. The thing in the next room? Yes. I think I can figure it out. And Julius kind of walks up to the doorway and gives Flannery a quick, um, please excuse me. Flannery extremely uncomfortable as Julius passes by. I think Leland's just going to follow Julius. And yeah, Julius crouches next to the device and starts flipping switches. And... You can uh, see on your comms that condemnation is reduced to, we're going to say, a healthy 20%. There we go. That's what this does. Hmm. Do I know who signed outside of McKay for the orders to destroy the servers? If anyone else signed off on that, who all was involved? No. You would be aware that it is standard procedure if the base has to be abandoned because it is a feature in any number of emergency plans. Okay. Uh, Mio tries to get everyone in the same room and is keeping an eye out for the angels, I'm, as I'm sure everyone is. Yeah. And it is not hard for the kids to tell that there's something wrong with Mia because she is just super quiet and not saying anything outside of just like giving people small comments and orders and then finally speaks up after a like maybe a minute an excruciating minute and she says all right we all need to make a decision right now and i can't make it for all of us and mia looks at julius and says this means you too 
Mm. Hell is responsible in some way or capacity for this. There is clear evidence that whatever, whether it's what Julius has surmised or not, our fight is something that they want to happen and they are watching it and tracking it. And I don't feel comfortable telling any of you to proceed with this mission knowing that. Well, I haven't been proceeding with my missions. I've been trying to funnel what I can to who I can. That is, until what happened here. I'm concerned that Calixtus is onto me. One of the, one of the people they killed was someone I had reached out to. Mia looks at Scarlet and then looks up at the hole and then at the doorway. How loud was I? Quite. They're coming then. Probably. You're gonna get your fight after all, Scarlet. I... Listen, Calixtus is more powerful than I am, than Alexander was. That's why we follow their orders. Okay, so we leave that as a last resort then and hope that we don't have to, but be prepared in case. I was very clear. I, I can't tell you all what to do at this point. Any authority I have is under question and you'd be within your rights not to do anything I say at this point, given this information, but... Shit. Yeah, Flannery really doesn't know what to do at this point, because not only is this shocking information for everybody. It's it's extra for her because she was the only one who didn't know what was in the briefcase before yes. out of the three of them. Yeah. Nobody told Flannery. Whoops. <laughs> Nobody told Flannery. <laughs> Linden's going to pretend that she had no clue for a bit. But yeah, so like over at- <laughs> all of the information on top of it seeming like Mia already knew some of this information is like, mm-hmm. and hearing that hell itself is not to be trusted it sounds like and they're in the middle of what is now enemy territory and there are angels on the way she's kind of just frozen to this spot at the moment yeah I think with Lin Lin like a lot of hell is considered like closest thing to home so there's just not a good time just seeing the entire place like this and thinking about that something could be done inside she's just going to look over at Mia and just ask is like So, what are you going to do? I'm... torn. Part of me thinks that the best course of action is to, with Julius's help, hopefully find a way to stop our other Nephilim friend, the one in charge, provided you know what they're planning to do, of course. I... And barring that, I was considering going back by myself. 
saying that all of you were lost, and figuring out what I can do from there. Wait, so just going back without us? They're... Where are we going to go? They, you know they can probably find us anyway. That's only while their equipment is all working. I think uh, to illustrate this point, you hear through like a thick layer of static. You hear just like a... Marcosius team, come in, Marcosius team. I'm seeing a decrease in condemnation ratings. Have you found the redemption engine? Shit. Uh, positive on the redemption engine. Uh, immediate danger in the area is reduced, but there's still a lot of hostiles. Okay. We're... Our scanners aren't uh, online, but they're not great. Uh, we'll do what we can to support you. And then Mia just looks at the kids after that. They found me before they could find us. They're going to find us no matter what, right? They already were, yeah. Like, they, like where can we even go? That's not the hardest thing in the world to figure out. Well, I'm not just gonna, like, sit and hide around. And, and she's gonna look over at Julia. She's like, uh, Leviathan, are you able to, like, find out where it is in the lake? Um, it should be just off the base. That's where we left it. Do you think we can just, like, mess them up there and end all this? Um, yes. If, if it's possible to, to defeat Leviathan... It'd end a lot. Um, That'll do. I think that this moment must be, has to be, interrupted by the sound of the clanking of heavy medieval armor from the hallway outside the lab complex. All right. And Julius at the sound just stiffens. Mia looks at Julius and quite earnestly asks... They hit you, you're gonna survive it? Probably. All right. Well, if I had to run, now's the time to choose. This whole time, Scarlet has had like arms crossed. Like, none of this has phased her because this is literally information she knew and had already made the decision to believe that Hell was partially responsible for everything that had happened. And so at this point now, she just has evidence for a thing that she already believed. And like, has been like, watching all of you gauging your reactions to see what you're gonna do. And then to this question, yeah, just responds. I made my decision days ago. What do you, what do you mean days ago? Like, we Gambian team. We got files or recovered files, documentation, data, transpondence, essentially saying this exact thing. Julius nods. I'll stand and fight by you, but just we've known about Hence, um, at least a little bit. I'm still gonna stick around with this team. I'll just hope that we can fix things and sort everything else nicely when we return. That's stupid. This doesn't turn out nicely. What part? 
what are you going to do? Go back and say, hey, please stop doing it, and that that's that? We're going to figure out what the big problem is. Like, we're not going to, like, go on a manhunt or anything like that. We're going to, you know, hit some things and see if we can reset some things. Reset we'll make it what? better. Make what better? This whole thing from the start was to get us killed. We don't know all of it from the start. There's so much more than that, right? Like, there are other angels out there that are against the entire ex- the idea of humanity. Do you think this was just like every single thing from the start was synthesized? Do you have proof it wasn't? I don't. I don't think anybody knows what the beginning looks like. Then I think you're stupid for believing that. Yeah. I think Flannery's has been very quiet, getting continually more confused and upset the more that people talk. And she doesn't even really know what to, like, think or say to anybody. She's like, there's the sound of metal clanking, getting ever closer down the hall of the complex. There's everybody arguing. It seems like she's the only one who didn't know anything about this. And I think at a point, I think she's just going to leave. She's just going to hop out the ceiling and, and go. Yeah, okay. She's not even going to say anything. Flannery, hop out the ceiling and go. Yeah, she's going to run away straight away from the base. Like south from it, I think. And then Lynn will just look over, back over at me. I was like, I'll, I'll find her later. I think upon that happening, Scarlet just kind of shrugs and goes, all right. And then hops out of the ceiling as well but is not running away and is going to go fight some angels outside. Mia, I would really like a direction right now. Mia just utters a quiet shit. And looks around, uh, confirming Julius and Yang, and then the absence of the other two kids and just (laughs) looks at Julius and says, All right, well, this wasn't what I was expecting, but... Good luck. Mm, I'll cover for you. Mia pulls out the the kanabo and looks at Yang and says, For now, all we can really worry about is surviving this. Okay, I can do that. Okay. And in through the door connecting Lab Complex B with Lab Complex C, over the concrete rubble that was unleashed when Mia broke into the lab complex, steps the figure of Calixtus III. Tall, broad, covered in archaic plate armor made of shining iridescent pearl. Wielding an enormous hammer, which is currently slung somewhat awkwardly over their shoulder as they navigate through the door. There's a moment, and it is hard to tell where they are looking, their faces obscured. But wordlessly, they take the hammer off of their shoulder and prepare to swing. That is, they're going to swing at Linlin for two harm. Um, yeah, I think she'll just take it. She's not going to block it this time because she wants to hit this thing back. All right. 
I think she'll just like slam against the wall, glare at it, and then get ready to like bounce off the wall and strike it. I think she'll go start singing her violent song and we're gonna start stabbing. All right. That's my favorite horrible child. Yes, Yay. do it. Wonderful. All right, I got a six. You got a six, perfect. What's your damage? Let's see. The violent song adds plus two. Zistan is also two. Yep, yep, so four. I'm so glad you're singing a violent song <laughs> because your attack impacts this heavy armor and keeps going. Oh. There is a noticeable loss of momentum in your swing when you hit this enormous solid figure. But not all of it is lost. And you do knock them back slightly. Okay. And then I'll follow up with an advance, her move you and I. And uh, the main idea of it is that she like jams this one further into the hallway. Uh, after she sticks the scythe almost like an ice pick down it, she's just going to punch the blade of the scythe as if trying to hammer a nail into it. Yes. And there's just like the clang of repeatedly hitting this as it goes further and further down the hall, just hoping that it can finally get through. How many advances are you using? Uh, I'm using a violent song, so I can, I'm going to say I can afford one. <laughs> okay. So you push Calixis into knee range and then follow. Lab Complex C doesn't directly uh, have a door to the hall. They came in through the complex room with the computers, which you push them back into. What about Scarlet and Mia? Well, since we're already in this room, I suppose this will be easy. Um, Mia is going to, I'm going to use an actual action to try to do a little swap with Linlin. And just basically switch us around. And I'd like the the actual action just to be making myself a more desirable target. I want this hammer to have eyes for me and me alone. Okay. My only question for this action is Jordan. Mm-hmm. Is Lynn letting Mia do this? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I so... want to be clear. There is going to be a, there's a <laughs> comment made as well. This is not just a Mia being pointlessly uh, self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia does... Uh, on close range comms, just say to, to Linlin, flank. And then I think um, she's just going to keep the scythe inside it, but she's just going to like hook and crowbar out of its chest and then just slip underneath its legs. Yeah. And she just like slides out and leaves room for Mia to do a thing. Yeah. And Mia slams the Kanabo down and just tenses up as the mane of her helmet. <laughs> starts to just like glow and almost looks like it grows in size as just smoke starts billowing out of the mouth of the Oni mass. Yeah. <laughs> and what exactly are you doing with that uh, very much smoke and light and power? Uh, I am trying to not distract, but at least challenge this Nephilim. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What little pride or whatever you might want to call it that they have in that shiny dome of theirs. I want to drag it out. Okay. Kendo, Scarlet. Here's several impacts from within Lab Complex C. You're not far. And the door just south of you, the door leading into the lab, opens. And there's Julius, politely holding the door for 
I think uh, a decent amount of this time, uh, Scarlet's just been out here taking shots at some of the angels out here. Yeah. Um, none of them can withstand you. Like, none of them can fight you, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, do I take this door? Do I fight more angels? Or do I try to fight Julius? Because there's literally no reason for me not to. There's one reason for you not to. I mean, Mia doesn't want me to, but that's not... What's the (laughs) other reason? The person inside that lab is the Slayer of Gamigan team. (sighs) We very briefly said that we were treating this like this was a second fight. Is that true? Yes. So I could choose a new song right now. Absolutely. I'm going to choose Violent Song. Let's go. Oh, man, me too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, from outside, I think the people inside the building can hear a very deep and, like, muffled this one. And then from coming down, straight down from the ceiling, right on top of... Right on top of them. They hear the final, this one's mine. Like, as I'm, like, crashing in through the building. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that does four harm. Yeah. And you, like Linlan, feel your impact buffered by the density of this armor, but not stopped. Mm-hmm. The sheer force of your violent will in this moment is certainly more than this archaic design can bear. Do I still get my attack? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the power. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Then, like, (laughs) the first fist, like, that I came down with landing on them, like, uh, you know, finishes off. And then, like, the second, like, hit, like, just straight to the dome. Yes. Going to town on them. Um, I would love for you to roll volume for me. Please. Can I? I, Sorry, I wanted to add on one more thing. Please do. Um, And this action, I don't know. I'm going to pitch this as being the reason why the thing that you said might be tempo instead is that (laughs) the constant thumping of the bass is not purely for aesthetic. It is also the rhythm at which she times her punches. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tempo. (laughs) All right. There we go. It's you, a very you did get me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That gives me that four baby. <laughs> we have a four, four, two, and a one. And with violent song two to five is an action. Uh, success with consequences. But I deal five harm. All right. I think um they get their action right now. So what they are going to do is slam the top of the hammer into the ground, which causes this intense shock wave that deals two harm to a close burst and adds 10% condemnation to the battlefield, which means all three of you, please take two harm. Tragic. All right, I'm down. Ah, Damn it, she's going to hate that she's going to do this. Can I spinning shield to protect her? (laughs) Yes, of course you can. Of course you can. Appreciate you. (laughs) Her scythe glows with plasma extra wide and she spins it around to almost create like a counter whirlwind of plasma to like just clash against the shockwave and then just slam that right in front of 
the Nephilim, but of course, this is not going to protect her. This is just going to protect Scarlet, because that's just the focus right now. Send it in one direction, be blasted in the other direction. All right. All right. Uh, I'm at zero now. Any gain? Uh, let's see. I only had one gain because it was a violent song. So do we have a civilian Lin Lin? Well, I think we have a civilian Lin Lin. Yeah, she just hit zero. So I have to ask you, is death on the table? Yeah. Okay. All right. Flannery. Yeah? <laughs> you hear through the static on the comms, you hear... 30% and rising. Combinations going up. Visions, turnstile, and Dolce Diver engaging. Lin-Lin? Uh, Lin-Lin, get up! Come on! Uh, requesting an evac! And I think she's just, like, against the wall where, like, she's formed a crater with her spine, and she's trying to, like, reform the rest of the unit and her weapon in her hands, and there's, like, this little teeny tiny spark dancing of plasma around her fingers, but there is no movement. I think, yeah, I think up until now, I think, uh, I guess a little bit further south on another rooftop, Flannery's just been sitting on the edge of the rooftop up to now, like, just <laughs> basically sobbing. Yeah. Just doesn't know what to do. And the only thing that shakes her out of it is this message over the comms and hearing something about Lin Lin and possibly being in danger. And I think if she if she does move closer to see... Like, if she's high enough that she can see through the ceiling, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I've been going over. I've I've been going over a couple different ideas in my head for what I wanted to potentially do. So I'm trying to sort through in my head which uh, if you need it, <laughs> which one if I'm you going need a second, with. My plan was to um, act pretty immediately following Scarlet, so I can I can go if you need a second to think. Yeah, because I don't think I'd even necessarily be close enough to be on top of this building yet. Okay. Like, I'd probably still be at, like, whatever south building is opposite it. Yeah. Um, cool. So, I would like to, I'd like to use that opportunity to use powers then. So, I think, and please tell me if this is inappropriate, I think a nice uh, possible additional little uh, unforeseen outcome from Kendo's very cool action is maybe Scarlet has to admit that what's about to happen is actually just slightly impressive. As Mia just appears through the rubble from the Nephilim's attack, completely disregarding all of the damage and is just a flurry of pink light and sharp shapes. And while Scarlet is battering them from above and still kind of hanging in the air slightly, I'm going to get them in the gut with the Kanabo and use punch through. Okay. You said you were singing a violent song. I sure am. Punch through, if I recall correctly, deals two base. This is correct. And I'm not sure if I was interpreting uh, the resistance on attacks to this Nephilim as being some form of barrier, but I'm hoping that might be the case. You know what? Why not? Why not? Yes. Punch through is all about ignoring the realities of the combat and doing just big dumb things. So yes, absolutely. My hope is what happens is I basically punt them out from under Scarlet. Yeah, I do dig that. And we're going to move a little bit out of the way. Flannery, you see Mia doing Mia nonsense. Scarlet 
having finished doing Scarlet Nonsense, protected by a wall of flat plasma that is beginning to fade. And you see Linlin crumpled against the wall. I think from where, from where she's at, where she's managed to get back to see into the, into all this chaos, absolutely the, the highest priority thing here is if she sees civilian Linlin crumpled against the wall and there's still condemnation in the air, priority is Linlin. Mm-hmm. I, so I think she's going to basically just jump over wherever Calixtus landed to get to Linlin as quickly as possible and try to get her out of there. That sounds to me like a tempo-based evac roll. Yeah. Uh, my highest is a four on that one. Okay. Success with consequences. Okay. A success with consequences. And I think Calixtus is going to reach out and absorb four gain from a close hymnal unit. Now, do I still have the barrier that Leland gave me earlier? Um, yeah, you've still got an arcane barrier. Does I that was gonna, this at all? I was gonna steal gain from Mia. Okay. <laughs> Mia uses, Mia can't be trusted with it. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> You're gonna take four? Four, yeah. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. use that. I know, for crimes, yeah. But this does succeed, and Flannery is capable of grabbing Linlin, and I'm assuming heading back to the roof. Yeah, like basically as high as we can get to try and get above some of the condemnation. Gotcha. Does anyone have any further actions, crimes, or movements? Mia recoils as the lights of of <laughs> turnstile fade slightly from the game getting sucked out, and then as she lurches forward looks at Scarlet and says, if it's all the same to you, I want to put this one in the dirt. <laughs> Scarlet, for the first time, like, genuinely smiles at you. And uh, <laughs> I think it's not like a physical thing that she does, but I think you can, uh, <laughs> the volume for the speakers turns up. Yeah. Everyone's just desperately trying to stop it from being my turn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, normally I would be doing like four other things, but someone took all my gain. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, speaking of gain, I should say I am singing your regretful song. So if I used my action yes. to protect Linley and I gained two more from that. Oh, good. Hey. I mean, yeah, that's all I've got. I used a move. Oh, no, I technically didn't use a move. No, you did a punch. Yeah, I meant like move, like walk. Movement. Move. Oh, a movement, movement. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think. Yeah, no. There's no way I'm getting up, right? Like, or I guess they've been punted away from me. Yeah. Do I move in closer? That would be unwise too, right? Mm, not wise. <laughs> yeah, it would be unwise. Yes. Yeah, so that's exactly why <laughs> I start moving. I get into close range right there. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, because it is my turn, which means I'm going to start by dealing two harm in a close burst and adding 10% condemnation. <laughs> <laughs> and there I go again. On your own, going down the only road you've ever known, the road to the grave. A road or right to the grave. Right there, yes. Uh, so Don't, yeah. You have a defensive move. We're no, I do not. Yeah. Oh, tower shield? Yeah, I need you gain tower for that. shield. Yeah, I need two oh, gain. Oh, you don't have gain. Okay. Yeah, I used the two gain to get over here. <laughs> Despite the fact I did not need to. I could have just walked. 
You could have just walked. <laughs> but just that's walked. less stylish. <laughs> you could have just walked, yes. Could have just walked. So you have zero health, zero gain? Correct, correct. Is death on the table right now? You know it always is. I know, but I have to ask. Of course, and I appreciate it. Yeah. I need you guys to know that I'm not the one killing you, that you are the ones killing yourselves and just <laughs> making me an accessory. Uh, Kathleen, I hope you enjoyed this like series finale. Yeah, is yeah. this a bad time to say uh, that Mia also <laughs> is dead? Wait, actually? Oh, yeah. I Very have bad. Oh, is it, oh, you're I also have, zero health, yeah, zero game? Yeah. Because of Kat. Ah. Uh, Meaning Flanner God damn is the it. only one up. Leland's the one with a one gain shield. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can only protect people who are near or close to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which means Flannery's the only one up. Meaning it's her episode. <laughs> this is a good reason that Flannery's like the buff one out of us that she works out because you're going to have to carry this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, is it too meta to ask like, how much HP oh. the boss has? Uh, four left in this phase. Oh, hey, um, can Flannery okay. do a thing? <laughs> yes. Because I do have, I do have four gain. What, yes. Whatever it is you're doing while it's happening, Mia is out of hymnal, has drawn her sidearm, and is actually just shooting at, at them. Because, I mean, yes. she's not going to abandon Scarlet. No. I actually what? think Mia would try to get to Scarlet while firing. Yeah. I think so actually if you're good. able to, if we can say that the firearm is able to blow Calixtus back even just a little bit away from Scarlet. Yeah, just a couple steps. Maybe even still in close range, but like just yeah. far enough away. Mia's a decent shot. Um, After Flannery sets Lulun down on the roof and makes sure that she's still breathing and everything, she turns around to look through the hole and she sees civilian Scarlet and civilian Mia, I presume. She still doesn't know what to make of this situation, but she knows at least that she can't let Calixtus kill two more people. So with the gain that she's been gathering throughout this, she's going to charge it all up and pull the segments of her whip sword into one complete sword. It's going to basically heat up as if it's a hot iron and glow very, very bright orange-white, and from the tip shoots a huge fuck-off-sized flame-lash beam, basically a, like, straight-stream cannon fire of fire directly towards Calixtus. And this is going to be two flame-lashes combined into one, basically. Yes. All right. So this, they're each two harm to a far target, so it would be four total. There is a kind of a resounding crack as the pearlescent surface of the armor of the breastplate splits under the heat and the pressure. And all of you hear a sound from inside the armor. A deep, low voice begins to sing. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Roar to Heaven stars Aaron Cerise as Flannery, Kendrick as Scarlet, Jordan as Linlin, and Dylan as Mia. I have been your choir master, Kat. 
editing and sound design are by Kathleen Childs, and transcripts are by Luca. We are playing Blazing Hymn, a game based on the Lumen engine by Spencer Campbell. Thanks to all our Kickstarter and Itch supporters for making Roar to Heaven possible. This episode was sponsored by Scott Floyd. Thanks so much for your support. I think Flannery doesn't want to say, but she is like a little impressed with what Scarlett is saying with regards to the doing what you want when you could be dead soon. I think that resonates with her right now. Yeah. But also she doesn't want to say anything because she also wants to support her friend. Yeah. Flannery is not Mia Jr. (laughs) Mia the sequel. Baby Mia. Baby Mia. (laughs) Oh, dear. I love No, Scarlett is baby Mia. Well, that's my favorite one. <laughs> Listen. Bad taste. I, bad. Yes, objectively, oh, no. bad taste. I have bad taste and I love baby Mia. <laughs>